Hello, human. How are you? Let's do a quick check-in. Have a breath. Have another. Just check in with sensation. What are you feeling right now? What are you feeling in this feeling time? How can you soften just 1%? How can you let go a little bit more? Right? What, are you, what are you holding on to there? What are you chomping on? Take another breath. Welcome home. This is the Inspired Astrology Podcast. I'm your hostess with the mostest, Lauren K. Hickman of Ursaday Healing Arts. Thank you for joining me. If you are new to the show, I am so glad to have you here and uh, welcoming you into my private journey through the New Moon Report. And it's been um, kind of the theme lately to share the full moon uh, and still new moon sometimes, but most of the time I've been doing solo shows and new moons I feel like is a really sacred opportunity for me to tune into that more creative uh, dark force matter, right? That like shadow stuff and certainly the writing that poured out of me today and uh, all the feels, right? So I will be sharing that with you here in a moment, uh, along with some astrological insights for this new moon in Cancer in this year of our world, 2023, right? But what is time, right? I think that we all get to erase three years off of our life. This is just my my uh, unpopular opinion. Maybe it's popular. Maybe we all could uh, use that that reset. New Moon in Cancer is falling on Monday, Moon Day, July 17th, 2023, at 1.32 in the p.m. Central Standard Time. So give or take an hour, uh, depending on where you are located in this world. This is what it is. And there is no one at fault, except for humans. And our choices are never made in a vacuum unless we hold extraordinary power and influence. Your being is not your own because it belongs to all of us. The water in your blood, the minerals composing your bones are forever in the rinse and reuse recycling program of this world. And our choices are never made in a vacuum. Everything manifests from this collective vat of preference, power, a trillion variables, one phenomenon preceding the next, layers upon layers of existential dermis and here we are awake mostly conscious laid atop a mound of deeds both qualified and misqualified an excavation site of strata rock soil ash sediment plastics the midden heaps of history 
And those humans of the past were probably not thinking of us. Nope. They did not have our well-being in mind. Medieval buckets of slop tossed from windows. Soap. Soap. The greatest invention of all time. So once we got survival down, we had enough in our belly and stores and knew how to clean our teeth and our sores. The question, what else? What else, Newton? What else, Linnaeus? What else, ego? What else do you dissect to navigate your distrust of this world? Man-made marbles do not touch the natural wonders that we, oopsie, (laughs) accidentally may have maybe destroyed one or two. The Great Barrier Reef is bleaching. The Great Barrier Reef is bleaching. The oceans are warming from our hot concrete, taking the blow for us absorbing our inflammation for us. This is what is. This is what is. And we search for whom to hold accountable while painfully gaslighting ourselves and not the disembodied corporate entities or CEO greed. We atone for our styrofoam cups and paper bag conveniences. Humans, on the go, scattering our discard pile for someone else to clean up. And no one likes cleaning up someone else's mess. It's no one's specific fault. Your choices are not your own. This is just what is. Instead of asking why, ask what do we need to do and mean it. And make the sacrifices a mother would, that a parent would, to make a new world and a future possible. So I had to take a pause there for a moment. Um, timely, if if not anything, just um, I don't know if you can hear it in my voice. I actually sound quite a bit better. But uh, here in Milwaukee, the Canadian wildfire smoke has reentered our atmosphere for another round of particles. And uh, Dragon is also sensitive. I am sensitive. Um, we have been sitting by our air filter Um, in June, uh, I was down for about four solid days. Um, I, I thought that it was a virus. I thought that it was asthma and it just turns out that I am very, very sensitive to the wildfire smoke. And as I wrote in my moon mailer, uh, my Aries sun is barfing a little bit in my mouth, uh, just because I, I know that I'm sensitive. My Pisces moon, I am sensitive. My sister calls me a delicate flower. 
right? But I also like to be porous and tough and resilient because that is my nature. So when I am completely out of spoons and don't have the energy to take my dog for a walk and I'm hacking up a lung and using a asthma inhaler for the first time in the four decades I've been alive, um, almost four decades, give me another year, folks. Um, But it is a clear, clear fucking sign to me walking and seeing the sky a weird color and the sun is a weird color and every every sunset is odd and everything's flooding and everything's on fire and everything's too hot and everything's too cold and it's just weird it is so weird and the scientists are screaming at us and it's it's hard for me not to write for the earth mother, for the water, the ocean, for the life that nurtures us. It's hard for me not to get on my soapbox a little bit, right? And um, for those of you who are new, I I, uh, I don't think I owe you an amends. Like if you found me, there's probably a reason that you're listening to this. I don't know what that might be, but um, welcome to the way that I do inspired astrology, which means that I'm not going to confuse you with terms and talk about Jupiter square, that the nodes and blah, you know, using these terms that might be so unfamiliar to you. And for the, those of you who do speak astrology, I do throw those terms in, but I don't, I don't want anyone to feel alienated by nature. And astrology is confusing. You look at this like circle and there's these little symbols and lines in there and it looks like an etch-a-sketch or one of those spirograph things from when we were kids, right? And people get super caught up in the symbols. You know, I've met people who are covered in tattoos and they have no idea what the glyphs mean. They don't know, but they, they're, they're like, oh, I'm a, I'm a this, right? Or I'm interested in that. And I'm like, cool, you know, that, that's, that's fine. Like you can have tattoos of things that you don't understand. That's great. Um, but deciphering and making friends with this language is it is a it's a journey and for me it's been a lifelong one and most of it's not been from books um i love having book smart people on uh hey jonah (laughs) and um (laughs) hey shay so uh i'm just laughing at myself because uh i uh I really, I love getting other people's opinions about stuff. I love reflecting and talking and learning and gaining because I'm just one fraction of the mirror ball of this reality, right? I can only reflect my little light, that genuine light and reflect back to you and and hopefully it'll bounce off your eyeball and you'll feel delight or you'll be like, uh, and wince and turn away, right? And that's your choice, right? You can be delighted or you can shudder and turn this podcast off. And I'm, (laughs) maybe this is my self-sabotage kind of like Scorpio stellium stuff talking, but um, welcome, welcome to the ride, folks. So the beginning of the show, I tend to read from uh, the, the Moon Mailer, which is my uh, bi-monthly offering that I put out, as well as the Inspired Astrology podcast. They are um, siblings in a way. Uh, on here, you will get my more raw, uncut brain droppings that come along with the more structured poetry, which I write. I, I try to use poetic metaphor to illustrate the energy of these times. 
And as a result of being an empath and as the result of being an energy interpreter, which is the best way that I can describe this, right? Because if I tell people I'm an energy worker, they're like, oh, which uh, electric company do you work for? Um, I work for uh, everyone. And that's, that's my thing. So this is the new moon in Cancer. And every year we have a new moon in Cancer, a full moon in Cancer that happens in Capricorn season. In Cancer season, we get a full moon in Capricorn. It is all about the axis of balance. And these are the mother-father motherfucking figures, right? And I'm not trying to go into binary, but I'm talking about those receptive and assertive qualities, the sort of takers and the givers, the receivers. Uh, it's, it's creative and destructive energy sort of dancing around one another. And this, this moon in particular, because of its opposition to Pluto and Capricorn and its death rattle degree of Capricorn, right? It's uh, Pluto recently uh, regressed, right? Uh, I don't know if you want to say retrograde, but it pushed back after having um, taken a whisper into Aquarius, Pluto, planet of transformation, soul transformation, the underbelly, the underworld, everything in the earth, the dark soil, the dark matter, and all of our decomposing crap. That's Pluto. Uh, and it's powerful. That stuff is powerful. The subconscious is powerful, people. So Pluto has a has a big impact on our personal makeup, on our uh, generational makeup, right? Because Pluto is a generational sign, our co- cohorts, which just means like a group born within the same era, right? Our cohorts of like Pluto and Scorpio, which I am like the first generation of that because Pluto moved into Scorpio in 1984 and then backed out. And I'm like, yay, I get to be a part of this, this like obsessed generation because that's what Pluto and Scorpio says. I'm obsessed. Um, you might be a Pluto and Sagittarius. You might even be a Pluto and Capricorn. Hello, little one. Just coming of age, just like turning into a human being. I am so, so grateful that you're here if you're listening in. But the sun and moon, when they are together, when they are in union, it is darkness. It is the, the soil where we plant the seed for the month ahead, right? And this being the new moon at the latter half of cancer season, right? It's not the beginning. It is the end. It's more of a closure new moon. It's like, all right, this chapter, we done. We are done. We're done here. And with this, um, this is a five degree orb. And if you're an astrologer, you know me, I like a five degree orb. I don't really fuck around with anything bigger than that. So um, we're looking at cancer, the divine feminine, the water element, this powerful cardinal, right? Initiatory energy that represents sort of the intuition. It is the place of manifestation. It is the creative force in astrology. And look around you. If you are in the Northern Hemisphere right now, everything's green and blooming. And there's like, I mean, I went and picked like three pounds of raspberries off of my neighbor's bush the other week. Not that kind of bush, a green bush. Grabbed the raspberries with permission and I made a pie And then my friend Janelle and I went out and we collected a ton of mulberries. And then I made another pie because I like pie. I'm not a cake person. Don't ever send me a cake. I like pie. 
I digress. But everything is fecund, which means fertile, alive. And that's where this kind of mother energy comes from. It's like we are bursting at the seams with life. And if we look at the seasonal calendar, this is sort of the halfway point, right? This is in the, the journey of a year, right? Which is reflected in the journey of our lives. This would be like the breeding years, so to speak. And that mating of energy of Capricorn and Cancer, the masculine and feminine, the the binaries coming together on this axis point to bring union, they sort of, they fill in the gaps, you know, like Rocky said, we fill the gaps in for one another. And that's exactly what Cancer and Capricorn does. And so Cancer in this new moon is like flush, it's like a flush in, in a poker game. It's a very, very strong energy of like rinsing and water and clearing and sit the fuck down and shut up, right? This is like a teacher super pissed off. And Pluto and Capricorn has been like basically like ravaging the earth in a way. Uh, I mean, Pluto is this like what's beneath, what's buried beneath oil. Um, And it's you know, Capricorn represents systems and order and the way that we try to label things and make sense of things in this big chaotic universe that we live in. It's it's trying to name the unknown. It's trying to put, as my friend Ethan Nickturn uh, said in a, a class on fearlessness and the nature of impermanence and shunyata, it's like trying to put a sticky note on the sky, right? You cannot label space. You cannot label the unknown, And yet we try so that we can have order, right? And there's good things about order, right? We, we know what time to meet for our appointments, right? When the sun is at this degree in the sky, like that's when we go and do the thing, right? And now we have clocks and digital, digital time, which seems to be moving faster than analog. Does anyone else agree? And cancer is more about the like, you know, it'll happen when it happens. You know, you just trust the process. You just be patient. Things are going to work out. It's going to be, you just know the timing. It's like, that's where the magic comes. Versus trying to like, I don't know, capture magic. I, I imagine like a net trying to like gather lightning bugs, right? And putting them in a jar and then they all die because you cannot capture magic. Sorry, kids. I know that's pretty, that's pretty dark. I haven't seen enough lightning bugs this year. It's probably why I'm thinking about them. Do you call them fireflies? I like firefly. As a kid, we called them lightning bugs. Uh, I guess it just depends on what region that you live in. Um, little electric butts. They're so sweet. They're so cool. Magical. So that tension between those two places is sort of an excavation process. Like, are we dealing with our shit? Are we, are we working with it? And in this, uh, <clears throat> you call it a, a square. We have a cardinal square um, happening because the lunar nodes, which are not places, they're an idea, right? <laughs> it's like Hotel California. Um, the south node is moving into Libra tomorrow and the North node is moving into Aries. 
And these nodal shifts, I mean, it's like an 18-month period. This is what eclipse seasons are about, is dealing with these placements of the nodes in the sky and how we reckon with our karma, right? And karma just means deed. And so I'll use that word, deed, reckon with our deeds, right? And a lot of it is not what we've done. And maybe, maybe if you think about it from a big perspective, it's like, what have we done? How many lives have I been a dipshit? And how many lives was I only thinking about myself and not trying to serve other people, right? And I have to bring up Bucky Fuller again. I'm sorry. Every, you're going to hear this every cancer season. Buckminster Fuller, R period Buckminster Fuller, who wrote the book, I Seem to Be a Verb, who developed the Dymaxion house and the three-wheeled car that could go 100 miles an hour and get like 40 miles to the gallon in 1930, uh, who developed the geodesic dome, the idea that triangles are better use of space than a fucking square, and he's still right because bricks are heavy, triangles are not, uh, pyramids are not. But Bucky was a cancer, and... Man, the hippies loved him in the 60s. You know, he was he was a weirdo. He had like Coke bottle glasses, couldn't see very well. Guy could lecture for hours. I've heard upwards of like n- over nine hours or something like that that he could lecture. And people were just addicted to this dude. He was, he was a master. But a lot of his stuff never kind of went through the... the you know, the blueprints and reports and the, you know, the, all the paperwork that never worked out, right? He probably had some tension with that Capricorn energy, the stuff that sort of gets it going. But Bucky, Bucky was a lost soul in his 20s. He didn't know what the fuck to do with himself. And he went out and he was going to drown himself. And he said that the voice of the universe spoke to him and said, you do not belong to you. You are here to serve this world. There is more to your story than you can see. And after that, he devoted his life to engineering and innovation, developing ideas, and he had a ton of ideas. So if you haven't heard of Bucky Fuller, go rent the documentary from your local public library or your college uh, about him because he's incredible. And I wish I could have met him. And I think about him a lot for someone who's been dead for a long time. Right. And for someone, for me, who doesn't generally like old white cishet dudes, (laughs) generally speaking, I have, I have some uh, triggers that come with that. Uh, all right. So back to the astrology of the season, since I'm trying to kind of hook up, hook up some of the metaphors here. The lunar nodes are shifting signs. So that means that these themes of the next seasons, what we're drifting out of, Scorpio and Taurus, uh, labor rights, earth stuff, sex work, all the, like there's been a lot of themes that we've been going through the last few years. And now we're moving into the axis of identity, the idea of me and we, and taking bravery and big steps to be whatever it is that we came here to be. And as an airy sun, who's going to get knocked down by this, this node at some point, who's had all kinds of activations the last few years. I, I know that Aries gets a bad rap. People are often like, oh, you're so self-centered. You're about your head or the I am energy or the fire element. And 
you know, kind of raging war or something, right? But um, we're so exciting. You should you should remember that. However, Aries is really about learning to be who you are so that you can inspire other people to do the same, right? It takes a lot of fucking bravery to step outside the box and be whatever it is that you're here to become. And how do you stay in relationship with other people so that they can continue to be who they are and be what they want to do and also honor you and what you want to do without like squashing each other? Um, I'm going to use the Jonah Hill analogy. That's just coming to mind right now because it was in uh, recent media and nobody likes Instagram like me. Well, I'm sure other people spend a lot more time on there, but my little dopamine seeking neurodivergent brain is here for it. But um, the big news was uh, Jonah Hill, who is, you know, I thought he was a pretty cool actor. I like some of the work he's done. Definitely watched Maniac like five times during the pandemic years. And Jonah's ex-girlfriend came out and she's this like badass female surfboard teacher, right? And I just got to say any, yeah, I think that's really rocking. I think that female surfboarders are really, really cool. Um, any skater, any any chick just out there doing the thing, I, I salute you, right? And so she was sharing with the media these text messages that were stated in a way that were about boundaries. My boundary is that you not wear swimsuits. My boundary is that you do not spend time with other men. My boundary is et cetera, right? And there's a lot of editing happening, for this, for this woman. And, you know, of course it's like, we want to meet our partner's needs, but at some point, uh, when are we losing ourselves? And I'm an Aries sun Libra rising. Um, so you'll hear me talk about the nature of relationships quite a bit because I've been in a lot of them and I have experienced completely losing my identity and wanting to morph with my Pisces moon and my Pisces Venus morph into what feels like the right thing to fit that experience rather than stepping into my fullness and trying to figure out what it is that I actually want. And so one of my deepest regrets, and, you know, I hate that word, um, but, but certainly there's, like, I love where I am in my life. And that, that means that I have to accept everything that's happened in the past. And I think I do, for the most part. I'm at like 91%. Um, but I think one of the things that I regret is that I spent so much time focusing on relationships and finding security in relationships and trying to fit into relationships that I completely forgot what I cared about or what I was doing because I was trying to take care of somebody else, or I was trying to be what they, what I thought that they wanted me to be, right? Which is the mirror self projection that we all, we all tend to do. And yeah, that I mean, that screams pretty loud, like abandonment issues and relational issues and all like I'm working on myself, folks, like I'm not perfect. I hope that you're not perfect. Why would we be here? Why would we even be trying to do anything if we were all put together? Right? We would just vibrate off the planet if we had our shit together. <clears throat> so the point is, the nodes changing sign is a big deal and it will specifically be a bigger deal for those with cardinal energies. Capricorn, 
Cancer, Aries, Libra, those ones are going to be kind of the most activated because squares are irritating. And that means that growth. Ta-da! So if you're trining these things, great, awesome. Find your blessings. You know, work with that energy. Bring it to the surface, right? But if you are working with that dynamic of who am I and who are we, Godspeed, little buddy. You know, do your thing. Find your way. You're going to be fine. Everything's going to be fine because it just is, right? Just like the like my report said, it just is. So I did a residency at Kosha Spa and Retreat in Madison, Wisconsin. It's about, I don't know, 80 miles from Milwaukee. And any chance that I get, every invitation, it is a yes, please, because I am absolutely just tickled pink to be there. And I absolutely love the audience that I have there. I love the clientele that come in. I love all my clients, right? But there's just, there's something about that space because people will say, I didn't know who you were. I just knew that I needed to come here. And there's something pretty, pretty magical about that, that synchronizing or that following that sense of self. And I love it. I'm here for it. And I was able to see, I think, like a dozen people or maybe 10 people over the course of two days doing astrology and the wave, which is my Reiki session. If you are far away from me, we can do the wave. I just call it the portal because we do absentia work, which means distance, uh, intuitive energy balancing. Uh, the transformer session, of course, which is my signature service. I can only do that in person. And I was able to offer a few of those sessions. And every time that I get to do these residencies, and especially before a new moon, and especially before a big teaching event or whatever it is, things come to the surface for me. I, I get a better idea of uh, what the energy is about. And, you know, acceptance will always be a theme and specifically writing about that our choices there's they're so they're so tangled in everybody else's choices right and so the stupid shit that happens in our life like there are a lot more factors that we are giving credit to for all of these things to coordinate themselves it's that butterfly effect right? That things ripple off one another, that when you touch the web on one side, it's going to ripple and vibrate the other side of the web. And that means that when we, we blame ourselves for things, there are a lot more factors involved than just your individual choice. And this is not a blame situation, like placing the blame on somebody else. God knows our society is really fucked up about that and why we have so many lawsuits and why everything costs so much is because no one wants to take responsibility for their choices. I'm saying take responsibility, right? But also understand that there are more factors involved and that it's not that you're a bad person or it's not that you're an amazing person. It means that everything is attached to each other. It is the ocean and everything is together. And I, I wish that I had better words of explaining it. It, it, it just it is what it is. Instead of asking why or dissecting how or digging deep into those like, I don't know, those situations that just absolutely fucking confound us. It just is. It just is.
Mars, the planet of get off your butt and go, action, action, has moved into Virgo. And uh, I don't know about y'all, but I felt this this week. My calendar is very full. Responsibility feels like a lot, but it also feels really exciting because there's a lot of exciting things happening. And I hope that that's true in your life as well. And if you're bored, that's cool. You know, maybe this isn't impacting you as much. But uh, when when Mars gets frenetic in this kind of sand-like Earth sign, this very mobile, mercurial, Virgo processing, get shit done kind of energy, and anything's possible. And with Saturn at six degrees Pisces opposing it, there's even more of that impact about like making your dreams come true. Um, we'll talk a little bit about excess for just a moment. Uh, Jupiter in Taurus, abundant, loving, expansive Jupiter in the hungry, hungry hippo sign of Taurus is connected by square to our buddy Mercury and Leo. Hey, um, Mercury and Leo is kind of an optimistic, fun sign. Uh, it, it might be impacting the way that I'm even doing this report because I feel like I am on super silly mode tonight. Uh, crank that dial up. I think it's because when my, when my body is tired, my brain works better, which is silly. It's silly people. Um, So Jupiter is expansion. It is bright light. It is hope, optimism, journeys, adventure, right? Being foolish as fuck, you know, making, making dumb decisions and then watching it pay off down the road. And with, with Mercury and Leo, you might be thinking about something big and bright and shiny. And, and there is some luck there's like a luck dragon kind of thing happening here. Yeah, you know me. I have a dog named Dragon. He's my luck dragon, so I'm going to use that term. I like it. I like Falcor. So just allow your mind to wander. There is going to be some information there or even some opportunities that you, you've been waiting for. Kind of this, this channel, this tension that makes things get up and move. It's cool. So I'm I'm digging this energy for this new moon, even if it, it, it created a very bleak report about climate crisis and my poor smoke-filled lungs and my dog choking up because <clears throat> of the air quality. But uh, this too shall pass and we got to figure it out or we won't, right? And, you know, Trusting the process does not mean just sitting back and watching it go by. I think the big question that I have for all you listeners out there is, if you look back, I mean, will you, will you ask yourself and say, oh, did I do enough? Did I do enough to get involved with my community? Did I, did I do enough? There was some Jupiter Taurus stuff right there. Was I generous enough with my time? Was I generous enough with my gifts, my, my uh, what do they call it, time, treasure, or talent? Thanks, thanks, Lauren, for that one. But uh, 
are we being generous enough towards our earth? Are we being good protectors, good guardians? I'm going to say no on a large scale, but that doesn't mean that you specifically are not doing a good job. And it takes all of us doing our bits, our parts, and getting involved and being pissed off and picketing and writing letters and boycotting corporations, right? Like it, it takes those collective movements, right? And maybe we're just searching for a leader. We're waiting for Superman. And, uh, you know, are we all Neo in the Matrix? That's a good question to end with. I'm Lauren K. Hickman of Ursa Day Healing Arts. I am a, I'm a lot of things. I'm just a lot tonight, let me tell you. I'm a grad student at UWM studying to become a licensed clinical social worker. And if you're one of my fellow students, hey what's happening? What's it like to see this other part of your classmate who talks too much? Um, I have another year of school. I'm doing an unpaid internship doing a lot. Um, I love working with Nova Mental Health Services because I'm doing a lot of personal healing and growth, learning about the queer neurodivergent overlap in populations of people. And I'm there to celebrate my queer family, uh, to support those uh, who are on whatever end of the spectrum or the neurodivergent umbrella and its many, many expressions and categories and to help people unmask, right? And in my world, in my personal world with Ursa Day, I think that, uh, you know, feeling seen without the mask, right, is why I, why I call my astrology offering the mirror. And the mirror to me is just an opportunity to feel heard, to process, to ask questions why, you know, maybe talk through something, maybe shift the energy because astrology is energy work. You know, my, my mom challenged me with that one a long time ago. I was like, I just want to do Reiki. She's like, astrology is energy work, human. And I was like, damn, mom's right. Damn it. But I love it. I love being able to hold space for people. And I no longer do readings that are like, let me tell you about your sun sign. It's more like, how can I fucking help you today? What is going on today? And that therapeutic relationship is the reason that I am in social work school to become a therapist, a psychotherapist, somebody who is clinically licensed to support people on their journey. So if you want to have that experience in a microdose without my license yet, let's be clear, um, I, I promise to be as ethical as humanly possible. I will never tell you that they're coming back or don't worry about it. I'm not going to do predictive weirdo stuff, right? I'm, I just want to help you to celebrate that you are exactly who you need to be and where you need to be in your life. You know, I'm, I've been called a hope dealer for a reason. Even when I write bleak reports about the climate crisis on the new moon and cancer. <laughs> I love you people. Uh, what else do I do? I teach Reiki. That's a new, that's a new thing. 20 years, 22 years in the, in the making so you're seeing me at this point of uh, on the other end, right? Like it started out with suffering and now I'm uh, suffering less and trying to help other people to do the same. Suffer a little bit less. Feel hope and trust and joy. Joy! Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> Leo season's on its way. Let's like get in touch with that, right? 
feeling joy in our lives again, trying to unstick, trying to unstuck the stuck. I offer personal sessions. I, I've been called the, the practitioner for practitioners. I don't know how I've, yeah, whatever. That's just, that's just what I do, right? Like I've been doing this for a long time. And I think that the therapeutic style of Reiki that I, that I provide for my clientele is really meaningful because there's a lot of years in the development. I'm not going to put you in a room and bang gongs over you and, uh, you know, whisper secrets from the angels or something, right? Like if that's your vibe, cool. That's not me. (laughs) That is not how I roll. Like I'm going to make you laugh. I'm going to poke your buttons. I will, uh, help you to hold space. I will hold space for you as you are figuring out your shit. And the transformer is really the, the kind of, uh, pentacle point of that because it is a, um, it's been called psychotherapeutic Reiki by David Gerald, who is one of the teachers in my lineage. Um, I, again, these terms, you can't use these terms, especially when you're in the alternative holistic health community. So I'm making no claims to that. However, I call it the transformer for a reason. It's very similar to EMDR in a very different way. And it's, it's really incredible to see the work and the process and the changes that come with my clients. Often I don't hear from people, but when I do, it's like, whoa, whoa. So um, I do like hearing from you. So hit me up on Instagram. You can send me an email. I'm sure there's some way to like link me a voice message uh, through through Spotify for Podcasters, who is currently my sponsor, uh, getting like one one cent per listen. So thank you. Thank you, Spotify for pod, podcast for spot, whatever it's called. Right. But thank you for tuning in. Thank you for making space for yourself. I hope that you gleaned something from this. Uh, thank you for being you because you are the only one that will ever be. So next time, uh, hopefully I'll have Jonah on because yay. And, uh, yeah, until then stay inspired. I was alone. I was all by myself. As a, I don't even want to call myself a content creator, but I suppose as a creative being offering a service, I just want to take a moment to thank all of you who are participating in Dragon Donna. Dragon Donna is a monthly membership that I offer um, in exchange, I suppose, for all the stuff that I put out to the world right? And it's you sustaining supporters that keep me motivated and uh, keep me and my dog fed so that I can keep putting out work into the world. And there's nothing more that I love than having this opportunity, this rhythm in my life to put out a new moon and full moon report every month. So I just want to take a moment to thank, uh, I'm smiling just saying these names in my head. Thank you to Michelle and Amanda and Marlena and Maggie and Martha and Anna, Lee, looking at you, Lee, uh, Ben Bischoff of Made. I just, I just have to say his whole name because, you know, it's good stuff. And I uh, really, really appreciate that connection and support. 
Sarah Ann, hello, Angie, Logan, Sage, Brenna, Sherry, oh, and all of you who have participated in the past in some light, I super really appreciate your monthly support and participating in Dragon Donna. So I'll just take a moment for those who are not familiar. You can go to my website and to the scheduling page, and there's a subscriber program called uh, Monthly Donations Through Dragon Donna. And Donna is not like Donna Reed or a person's name. It's a Sanskrit word which uh, translates something to teacher offering. And I have stepped into this teaching role, putting my stuff out in the world, and... um, you know, healers and medicine people of other cultures, those who offer wisdom teachings are usually taken care of in their community. There is often an exchange of feeding, money, um, flowers, those types of things that happen. And I am not asking you to send me flowers, although I will accept them with glee. Um, But I am saying that there is uh, a form of exchange that comes when we really contribute when we receive something from another person, right? That, that means that we're gaining an experience and that, that the exchange is either the support of that person through you know, sharing my name, letting them know that they should get a reading, gifting a reading, signing up for the Donna program or hit me up on Venmo with a tip. All of those things are really supportive to make this work possible. And again, to remind me of that I have an audience because often I'm on this end uh, talking to myself uh, or to whoever my guest is this week, right? And I just really want to um, extend to you the importance of how much this supports me in my life as a graduate student, doing an unpaid internship, being a small business entrepreneur in in this world at this time, right? My voice is echoing against millions of other voices and somehow, some way we found each other. And I super appreciate you tuning in. Like, subscribe, let people know, pass it on, put it on your page, uh, you know, send my email along. And if you haven't signed up for the Moon Mailer, what? Hit me up, I will get you signed up. And thank you again to all of those monthly supporters. Thank you so much.